Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cool Time Dice Hour, which is actually 90 minutes. Woohoo! Um, we're so excited. This is game one of the Cool Time Dice Hour. Uh, today, we are doing an episode of the Spindle Spire Mysteries based on the murder mavens of Brindlewood Bay. So, to set the scene, the Spindle Spire Mysteries is a reboot of a popular 1980s primetime crime-solving drama, uh, like Magnum P.I., like all of those cool 80s uh, Matlock, all the ones that are being rebooted. The Spindle Spire Mysteries has been rebooted. So this is the 2022 uh, version of a show that was popular in the 1980s. It's a mix between Murder, She Wrote and The Golden Girls. Uh, it stars a group of mystery-loving retired folk who meet each week for a lively discussion, sometimes based on the latest Gold Crown mystery novel about their favorite book heroine, Amanda Delacorte, written by their friend Robin Masterson. Uh, or they might meet to discuss a different mystery book selection. Sometimes they talk about old true crime. Uh, sometimes they solve their favorite mail order uh, do-it-yourself uh, mystery game. Uh, but as always happens each week, whether they meet for their book club or not, they end up solving some kind of crime. Uh, whether it's a murder or a heist, the murder mavens are always able to wrap it up tidily within 44 minutes. Um, uh, and they use all of their vast knowledge, skills, and experience uh, from their, their rich and wonderful lives, as well as everything they know about mysteries and mystery stories uh, to aid Sheriff Dalrymple and his ever rotating deputies. So that is to give you a little bit of a picture of uh, what you are about to see, which is an episode of a reboot of an 80s show. Our cast is going to introduce themselves and their characters. Uh, my name is Doreen Lenz, and I will be playing the part of uh, Pearl Drummond, a, a British lady who likes to cook, uh, and also will end up taking on the accent of everyone else on stage at some point. So glad I'm Kyle Wilson, I'll be playing Molly Carrigan, uh, who's new to town and just has joined the society, so she's learning her way around. I will be Scottish in five minutes. <laughs> Uh, I'm David Westlake, and I play Regis Eversby. You know, I just, I just say, you know, you had to be there when I tell a good story. Uh, usually, people don't understand my stories very well, uh, but I'm pretty laid back, pretty chill. Uh, I'm, I've been in this town for a while, but uh, I'm also pretty new to the society as well. Hi, Jenny Pilada, playing Veranda Flag, the only person on the stage not doing an accent, <laughs> and noted paranormal romance author. Uh, I'm Chris Jones, and I'm playing Angus Sinclair, uh, who enjoys collecting vintage techno records in his uh, in his retirement, mostly craft work, but a little bit of Chicago Deep House. I don't know how long I've been with you all. I think I just started hanging out at one point <laughs> and didn't leave. Sounds, sounds perfect. All right, that's our cast for today. They're going to be solving today's mysteries, uh, but of course, what would a TV show be without a theme song? Uh, so let's all hope that this works, okay? <clears throat> Sing along if you know it. 
Welcome today to Spindlespire Bay. We hope you stay a while. Spending the day in Spindlespire Bay is sure to make you smile. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where folks get murdered every day. <laughs> but we solve it right away. You want to be where you can see all the murder and crime we're peddling. You want to be where the murder mavens, murder mavens are meddling. Do, 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 do. Uh, this is Spindle Spider Bay. Uh, to start our show, we are going to uh, first meet, we met our murder mavens, uh, and the way we begin is that each of the mavens gets to gift one of their fellow mavens with a cozy item, uh, which is something that will be useful to them, hopefully, as we play the game. This is something that you will uh, keep on your person, uh, and uh, it may come in handy to you throughout the game. So, for example, if I gave someone a an enchanted Swiss army knife, you can see there would be millions of ways that that might come in handy uh, throughout the game. But before we start uh, giving each other our cozy items, uh, we didn't describe to the audience uh, that each of us has a special maven move, a special uh, gift that will help us out uh, as we go. Uh, for example, Pearl, her special move is the... Angus MacGyver. That's right. The Angus MacGyver lets me take any three objects, put them together, and solve a problem. Solve a problem, whether it's uh, blowing up a warehouse or unlocking a door. As long as you can explain in a way that makes sense how those three items are working to solve that problem, it will work. Molly has the... The Brett Maverick. Uh, once per session, I can tell if someone is lying to me. <laughs> And Regis has... Uh, Rick and AJ. Basically, I have a sibling uh, who is basically the complete polar opposite of me. Uh, and at any point, I can call on them for any like uh, help and advantageous roles. Yes, that's a good one. Uh, Miranda? I have the Thomas Magnum. I am a close personal friend of our favorite author, Robin Masterson, and she lets me use her many yachts and things. <laughs> And uh, I have the Michael Knight, which is uh, Jessica, a 2000 Ford Mustang, cherry blue, that gets me out of a whole lot of scrapes. Cherry blue? Well, it was cherry red, and then the accident happened, but that didn't take cherry off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Ingus, why don't we start with you? You can gift one of your uh, fellow mavens a, uh, an item that will help us on our journey. Well, I was... Uh, no, it's not, not even you. No. You're not <laughs> You're Pearl. 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 Pearl, go ahead. Start us <laughs> You're looking at me. I was looking at everyone. It's Pearl here. Love to take a, love to take charge and not listen. Um, uh, Regis, uh, I found this uh, Kenny Loggins 8-track for you. Thank you. I thought, I thought of you immediately. Thank you. Yes, I'm always looking for one of these. <laughs> So then you get to go next, Regis. Uh, Angus, I'm going to give you um, a, a, a CD uh, 
audio player for your car, because I know the, your old one broke down. Uh, and this can transform to any useful tool that you need. At least that's what the vendors said to me when I when they sold it. And I just said, okay, here you go, thanks. Uh, so. Yeah, CD player, card player that can transform into any useful tool. Well, this is real sweet of you, Breaches. I, I'm gonna see if I can uh, turn it into like a Swiss Army knife that I can to at my aftermarket base uh, somehow still. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and if you know what's good for you, you'll burn that Kenny Loggins A track before the evil escapes, right? <laughs> good to know. Uh, I mean, just keep it for the fun, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Pearl, uh, yes. I was a little busy today, so I, I, I didn't know what to get you for uh, for today. But uh, I found this when I was uh, looking around in my my stash of important stuff, and this is a can of beans from 1979. Oh. It's a vintage great year. <laughs> the nose is pretty heavy. I don't know what has happened in there. Oh, I, since I see that it has bacon bits in it. Thank you. Had possibly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure you'll find a use for it. I'm sure I will. Thank you so much. So Pearl, you get to give a warrant to Molly or Miranda? Uh, I gave David one already because I went out of order. So do we get another? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we, we just, so we just give to each other? Just to give yeah. yeah, so okay. then Miranda and Molly can exchange gifts. I got something if you want. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> as I'm new to town, I, I went to the local secondhand bookstore and was looking around for maps of the area, and I got one, but it turns out it was from mm, somewhere in the 50s. Uh, so it's not very relevant, but it is annotated, uh, and with lots of uh, things that don't quite light up, so um, I thought maybe... Thank you so much. That's, I love annotations. That is so helpful. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry to say, since you're new to the area and I don't know you very well, I got you a basket of 20 loofahs. Oh. They have various, uh, you can various never have 20 loofahs. You can find whichever one you want and just throw the rest in your front yard. What, why would I, I throw them in your front yard? I can't wait to see okay. how all of these items will come in useful uh, throughout our adventure today. Um, the next thing we're going to see is that uh, if you are familiar with how these 80s uh, uh, mystery-solving primetime series worked, is that at the very beginning uh, you see an exciting moment that's going to happen at some point during the episode. So your job now is to each throw forward into the future and paint for us uh, what your moment of excitement is going to be uh, that will happen in this episode. But since it is, of course, improvised and we uh, uh, have no guarantees here, if you manage to make your moment happen as you describe it, you will get a bonus on an important role. So we'll start with Regis. Yeah, uh, so what's going to happen to me is I'm going to uh, walk into a dark hallway, completely lost. Uh, I've lost everyone in our group. And uh, I'm going to say, oh boy, I've really stumbled into the danger zone. And then <laughs> I'm going to stumble into a secret passage. And I scream, ah, someone save me! <laughs> So, You're all going to be so disappointed at the le how little Kenny Loggins there is. <laughs> so you think. Yeah, right. <laughs> Molly! Um, I, at one point, uh, Molly's going to uh, be talking and throw open a door and find somebody staying there wearing a strange mask. Ooh! Ah. Excellent. 
Uh, Angus. Well, Miranda, no wonder this man's dead. He's full of cheese. <laughs> full of cheese. Um, Miranda. Okay, I'm going to, uh, there's a bag of golf clubs, and I'm going to say, guess I'm playing with the boys now. And then I reach in and just pull out a live snake. Okay. <laughs> That's not what I was expecting to happen. Uh, Pearl. Uh, uh, Pearl's, it's going to be a close-up of Pearl's eyes. And, and she's just going to say, not today, Mr. Mayor. Mr. Mayor? <laughs> I love it. That could be a catchphrase. That could end up on merch. Uh, all right. So here we are presenting our mystery for today. The Mavens are guests at a Halloween party being thrown at the fabulous home of Abner Vidal, a retired filmmaker famous for his gonzo B-grade pictures. Uh, you are excited. This is the event uh, of the season. Everybody wants to be invited to Abner's Halloween party. Um, uh, so, as you all arrive together, uh, the huge foyer of this beautiful mansion, uh, Abner is there to greet you. Uh, and of course, Abner is a, an older gentleman, although he is timeless. He, uh, of course, is very slender and tall with a pencil-thin mustache and is dressed impeccably as uh, King Tut. Uh, almost exactly like the Steve Martin King Tut. He's got the big uh, headpiece. Uh, he is wearing a business shirt, of course. He's not shirtless. Why would he be? That's so gauche. Uh, he's got the big collar and the things around his uh, very fancy thing. And he's wearing the little uh, hip piece as well over impeccable bespoke uh, slacks. Uh, and uh, welcome, Mavens. It's so lovely of so many of you to come to my house this evening. I'm sure that you'll find all sorts of tricks and treats available for your delights. Wonderful. I mean, I'm, I'm just here for the treats, so yeah. Oh, well, what's a treat without a few tricks? <laughs> Please make yourselves at home. I suppose you're the spokesman for the evening, Regis. <laughs> I guess I am. <laughs> you don't mention in the car on the way over. The outside Regis is going to talk for all of us. <laughs> you had to be there, you know. Chrissy, did we know that this was a costume event? Were we were we told of that beforehand? It is. A, yes, it's annual. Okay. It's a costume so we're event. All in costume. Oh, we're all you in are costume? absolutely all in costume. Okay. Oh, and God. I can't yeah. wait to hear what each of you has decided to dress as. Uh, so after being welcomed in, more guests arrive behind you. Of course, Abner is at the door greeting everyone. So you sort of scoot uh, into the house and uh, uh, break break apart as you go uh, into the various rooms to like, you know, gather punch and mingle and uh, do all of the uh, fun things as, as the party begins. Uh, as you walk in, you uh, spot two people that you know. So uh, Pearl and Regis split off to say hello uh, to Elena Visage, uh, an actress and uh, wife of Abner Visage. Nope, that's a different person. She's just an actress. Uh, Abner Vidal, and this is two very similar but incredibly different names. Uh, so you go to talk to Elena and say hello as uh, 
Miranda and Angus go to Sam and say hello, and Molly just uh, goes straight for the punch. She is scoping out the snack situation. Uh, so uh, we will uh, take a quick scene of Pearl and Regis saying hello to their friend Elena. Now, of course, you know Elena because the murder mavens of Brindlewood of uh, uh, Spindlespire, which is a totally different neighboring town, um, <laughs> they uh, share their library headquarters where they have their weekly book meetings with the Theater Society. So you have met Elena in the hallways of the Spindlespire uh, booksellers on many occasions, and so she is uh, known to you. Well, it's so nice to see you at the party, Elena Visage. What do you think of my duck costume? <laughs> oh, a duck. Just a full duck. A head-to-toe duck. Just a little thing I put together. Well, I certainly think that it becomes you, Pearl. I would never myself be caught dead in a costume of any kind, which is why I am simply dressed as myself. And of course, Elena is a beautiful woman uh, in her uh, perhaps late 60s, but you'd never know and she'd never tell. Uh, and uh, she is just dressed impeccably. She's so sparkly and fabulous. Uh, and uh, lovely to see you. Oh, hey, sweetheart. How you doing? How's that uh, theater gig going? As you can see, you probably didn't recognize me for a moment in my uh, Magic Mr. Mistopheles <laughs> costume. <laughs> oh, my Regis, I would know you in any costume. Your personality simply shines out of whatever it is you wear. Yes, uh, my aura, I guess. Yes. Yes. It, uh, it precedes you. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that a lot. Oh, so, have you all heard that tonight's party is supposed to be an absolute disaster? No, tell us. Yes, oh. please. I don't know. I just think it would be fun if we started telling people. <laughs> 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 okay. Sure. That, that sounds, sounds like a plan. Yeah, it sounds like fun. All right, excellent. I'll see you both later. Okay. <laughs> uh, and we got two Miranda and Angus who to Sam Turlington, uh, who is Abner's business partner. Uh, he is a, a um, small and seemingly very nervous uh, man, a Rick Moranis type, if you would, um, who is looks very awkward. Uh, and you all know that he is very uncomfortable in social situations generally. So approaching him is probably um, a nice way of um, hopefully making him feel less uncomfortable. Uh, and he, of course, is also not wearing a costume, but he's happy to see you. Sam, it is great to see you. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh, I hate these things, you know? It's always just so awkward. <laughs> I, uh, I raise the, uh, the, the face mask on my uh, Daft Punk. Uh, helmet that I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hot in there. Sam, it's good to see you. I, and I grab his hand and like shake it very, oh, very warmly. You've got, oh, he's always oh, so firm and strong, Angus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't help but notice. I, I, I think I've only spoken to him once or twice, but every time I see Abner, he just reminds me of somebody. I don't know. I, yeah. yeah, it might yeah, be the King too. Tut get up. Might be the King Tut get up. Yeah, Sam, how you been? Oh, you know, uh, uh, I'm good, I'm good. Just always a business thing to do. Uh, way more comfortable with my calculators and and uh, mechanical pencils than here with the uh, 
treats and the past hors d'oeuvres. I, <laughs> well, I wish I, think, I didn't have to come to these things. <laughs> I think if you put in a good appearance at the beginning, you can go find a coat closet or something to hide in and just punch numbers until the party's over. Oh, that's a great idea. Maybe yeah. I can uh, maybe I can slip up to Abner's office and do a little bit, get ahead on my taxes, what I would there usually be doing on a Saturday night. Great time. Well, get yourself a body double. Uh, that's what I did back in the day when I didn't want to be places. Oh, that's a really good uh, idea. Good suggestion. Uh, do you guys want to see my costume? Sure. Okay. I am curious, yes. Uh, he puts on a mustache. He just takes it out and sticks it to his face and says, I'm Ted Lasso. From the that's popular great. television show. That's great. The likeness is uncanny. It is uncanny. It is uncanny. Do you like mine? I'm Bella's truck from Twilight. <laughs> oh, I thought you were a mater for a second, but I wasn't no, going to say no. anything. I see, I see where you're... The, the headlights actually work on the, on the, on the uh -huh, front uh -huh. here, yeah. yeah. All right, excellent. Uh, well, I hope I will see you guys around, or better yet, I hope I don't, because I managed to make it to the office and not have to mingle with anyone. All right, good luck, okay, Sam. Uh, so, uh, Molly is over by the snacks, and uh, up to her comes a very dapper gentleman. He is uh, classy and uh, very salt and pepper, salt and pepper foxy. What do they call those? Salt and pepper foxy. Fox. Silver fox, that's it, yes. <laughs> Not this one though, he's a salt and pepper fox. Uh, and he comes up to you and says, uh, uh, hello, uh, Gordon Thune of the uh, Spindle Spire Bank Society. Oh, there is, is, uh, are you a part of the party? Are you throwing the part of the, or are you... Oh, no, I'm just, uh, I'm just here to mingle and meet people as, as ever, and I... Well, then you've met me. I'm, I'm thrilled to have met you. I've never seen such a, I would certainly remember such a striking creature. Ah, uh, yes, I, I thought it was, there was a literary theme. It turns out there's not. So I'm dressed as a witch, but a very specific one, carrying a frying pan, not wearing a hat, Huh? <laughs> I don't I have no idea. Explain it to me. I've never read a book. I've never read a book. I have them read I have them read to me. I have a team of interns. I, I, uh, who are you dressed as then? I'm dressed as Gordon Thune, Baker. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you afraid other people are gonna be dressed the same way? Well, if they did, I have a team of interns that would uh, get them out of here, you know what I mean? Nobody messes with Gordon Thune's image. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then another uh, uh, lovely woman comes sweeping up to you. Uh, she is just a head-to-toe spectacle. She is dressed in a Halloween theme, but she's not wearing a costume, right? So she's wearing a gorgeous gown that is orange and black, and the like chiffon overlay has like little glittering pumpkins on it. So it's not necessarily costume, but it is a look. And uh, she comes sweeping over to where Gordon is uh, with Molly. Uh, oh, Gordon, you have to stop bothering all of our guests. You're going to chase them right away. Shoo, shoo, go uh, mingle with somebody else and leave this poor darling alone. Hello, I'm Coco Vidal. Hi, Molly, it's very nice to meet you. Aren't you on vision? <gasps> Why, thank you. Yes, I am. <laughs> you tonight. What brings you to my darling husband's party? I've tagged along with the, with the uh, murder mavens. <gasps> oh, I've heard of the murder mavens. Oh, I'm so pleased. 
that you're all here. I've heard that you have quite the reputation for um, solving our town's little problems that pop up. They do seem to come up on a regular basis. Well, I hope that nothing happens tonight that would ever uh, cause you to be needed except for to enjoy yourself. That is our hope as well. Mm. Well, have fun, darling. And she sweeps away into the room, seemingly chasing Gordon away from whoever he has found uh, to talk to. She just thinks that uh, she, wherever he goes, he, she runs over and seems to be like, oh, Gordon, leave them alone. Uh, so, the, everybody has now come together. You're all back in a group uh, mingling and uh, you spy across the room. The only other two people here um, that you recognize as anything other than town folk. Uh, now, one of you knows uh, Marcus Greaves, who is an entertainment manager because you have entertainment that needs to be managed and that's Veranda. Uh, he perhaps represents you as uh, one of your books is in talks to possibly get developed into uh, a series. Oh, that's exciting. I just heard right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which book was that? Uh, that was The Kraken and Me, A Forbidden Love Story. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, a whole new squid game. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got the pull for it. Uh, Marcus is, of course, uh, d talking to, uh, and he is a young, uh, dashing, handsome fella. Uh, he is dressed as a like old-timey baseball player. Um, because, of course, what a flattering outfit. That's probably why he chose it. Um, and you notice, you know him, of course, but you don't know the woman that he's uh, talking to. Um, she she is, you know, about the same age, beautiful, also looks very dapper. She seems to be dressed up as like a vintage Marilyn Monroe. Uh, one of you knows her. Uh, because she is uh, around all of the sort of conventions and things that we have in the town. Uh, like you've seen her at different events. She's popped up and come up and said hello to you. Um, she just likes to uh, be seen being seen. Um, and so perhaps Pearl uh, has certain opinions about uh, a, a lady like that. Now you know a little, a couple of things about June Willoughby that you're going to tell the rest of the Mavis. Well, I don't know if you all know this, but June Willoughby has about forty thousand followers on Instagram. My which is why she loves to be seen, being seen, being seen. <laughs> That's 30,000 more than Regis. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a bit more than yours, Regis. All I can say is that you have to tell her if you want to be recorded or not, because she will record you the whole time. Oh, wow. The whole time. I, 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 hey, I, I don't have anything embarrassing to share, so that's fine if she records. Oh, so um, she doesn't well, shower anything often. to add about Marcus? Mm -hmm. Marcus. Do you want to uh, tell the group anything about him? Oh, Do you yes. have any like tidbits? Yes. He um, he insists on never eating the skin of any food that he's eating. Yeah. He's try. I've watched him try to peel lettuce on a salad. <laughs> Very odd. He's an extremely odd man. All of a sudden, gong. Somebody hits a gong. Uh, and. <laughs> 
Uh, Mrs. White, the maid, uh, call is calling to invite you all to join uh, the Tinseltown room for uh, the toast uh, for annuals Abner uh, Abner's annual toast, which kicks off the fall season. It's the pumpkin spice of toasts, uh, but the verbal only kind. Yeah, but they will be serving from pumpkin spice toast to go uh, with it. Um, so she shoes you all into the Tinseltown room. It's a big room full of like all the pictures of posters of Abner's movies and like him with various movie stars and all of this and this like people will be talking about this toast for years. Uh, you can see that June is already like ready. She's taking selfies and she's going to get it so she can uh, TikTok it. And uh, this is the exciting event. Uh, and do, 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 do. Um, all of a sudden, the party's interrupted, not by a gong this time, but by a scream. Wow. Uh, and Mrs. White comes uh, shrieking through the room, just, ah, 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 and she runs out of the room. Is this part of the thing? Because this is the most idiosyncratic harvest festival I've ever been to. And that I seems like a pretty honest scream to me. Okay. She runs uh, out of the room, and you don't see her for a while. So, of course, you're you're all sort of debating, and there's talk in the room. I don't you hear from down the hall, It's Edner! He's dead! <laughs> And everyone's murmuring. They're like, is this part of the thing? Is this, is it, is it a skit this year that he's doing? He did say there would be tricks. He did. Yeah, he, he did. did. There would be tricks. I don't know about all you, but this sounds like a job for the murder, maybe. <laughs> I think you're right. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. Is this a bit? Are you doing a bit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing a bit, and I'm on the phone for crying out loud. She's saying she's not doing a bit. And that she's on the phone. <laughs> Who are you talking to? The police! Oh, put that figure. Uh, the bats or the the bats? <laughs> no, the op the officer! Sheriff? I'm calling Sheriff Dell Rimple! Well, I reckon we better get in there before Sheriff Dell Rimple yeah. shows up and messes up the evidence. Now he's confused. Thanks a lot! <laughs> Hi, Sheriff! Hi, Sheriff! He says, hey, why don't you just get in here and help me out if you're going to be shouting? Okay. Uh, Murder business. Move along. Move us away. And so Mrs. White comes running over to the doorway of the room, and she's on like a, an actual landline phone with a really long cord. You can see that it's being stretched very tight, and she just leans into the Tinseltown room, and she's like, everyone else stay here. You're all suspects. Murder mavens, come into the office. And so you guys all, uh, everyone else is like, and you come join her over uh, in the next room, which is uh, blah, 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 blah. So you guys step over into uh, Abner's office uh, and where Mrs. White is on the phone with uh, the sheriff. And she's like, Listen, it's going to take them about uh, 10 minutes to get over here. So why don't you all start establishing everybody's alibis and, um, you know, uh, get uh, all the evidence. I don't know if there's evidence, but why don't you guys 
Just help until the sheriff gets here and can lock down the sea. Now, I'll have all of the cooks and the staff surround all the exits so that nobody can leave. Now, uh, when when did you discover Abner's body? Like, just a few minutes ago? Also, you should probably hang up with the sheriff. He's not very useful. <laughs> He's really not. <laughs> no, you like... should have left already, Sheriff. <laughs> okay, I will. I'm going to go hang up with him just to make sure that he's on his way. <laughs> and you guys come and join her uh, in the office. That's the boudoir. Don't go in there. Uh, the office. Um, which is very, like, nice, it's very modern, but it still has that, like, you know, mix of, like, it's trying to be, like, Brindlewood Bay, which is very seaside, it's very dark wood and fancy, uh, and this is that, but it has, like, that little bit of, like, a too modern Hollywood, uh, edge. So, Mrs. White has hung up the phone, uh, she has given you your task to uh, talk to as many of the guests as possible uh, and figure out what the heck is going on here. Um, so, uh, everybody has a map of the mansion, which isn't in the slideshow. So, you guys are like the podcast audience now at this point. Um, uh, and so, basically, you have to figure out uh, who, who ha- is doing what around here. Uh, before the sheriff and his team arrive uh, to hopefully make an arrest. It's convenient they handed these out with the invitations. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd like to first uh, establish Mrs. White's uh, whereabouts. And where's the body? (laughs) It's in the boudoir. I went in there to make sure that Abner was ready to do his uh, toast. And uh, there he was, all sprawled out on the bed, and not like he usually is either. Well, one of us should probably establish time of death, which was clearly in the last, what, 15 minutes? Something like that. So we're in the office right now? You're in the office. Mm. Where were you, Mrs. White, for the last 15 minutes? Well, I'm the maid, so I was, of course, making sure that uh, everybody is uh, uh, doing what they need to be doing, and that all the servants are serving... Um, and I went to go get him for his toast. He likes to be alone for approximately 15 minutes before his toast. Everybody knows that. But, I, yes, everybody knows that he likes to be alone for his toast, of course. He's world-renowned for being alone for being toast. Wasn't that one of his films called I'm Alone? Pish-posh, stop wasting your time with me. Uh, Dorian, roll your dice. Okay. <laughs> he didn't print it on the itinerary, so... Six... A six? Yes. Okay, she has nothing more to say. <laughs> I don't believe you, but I'll let you read. Miranda, Regis, let's uh, let's head on over to the boudoir, and uh, Molly, too, if you want to come. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. You can come, too. You just look like you have a conversation. I don't want to break this up. There's an invite to a boudoir. I'm coming. <laughs> All right, and uh, as you're headed to the boudoir, this is where we have our first commercial break of the episode, and this is a commercial uh, for the Spindle Spire Costume Alley, which is where all the finest costumes are uh, acquired. Uh, So describe for us, paint the picture of us, uh, give us this commercial break for the Spindle Spire Costume Alley. Okay, we're opening on just a slow pan across more costumes than you've ever seen in your life, but they're all from specifically 1997. 
<laughs> there's a scroll. There's a scroll at the bottom that says seventy-five percent off duck costumes. <laughs> is there an actor in it? Is anybody telling us anything? Slow, slow pan in on like a like a Nixon and a Clinton mask, <laughs> chilling next to each other, and like a full body Barney costume. I think I think I like just the slow pan over their ancient merchandise. Yeah, and maybe some soft, tinkly piano music. <laughs> And like, then, and then the the face of Coco Vidal, <laughs> <laughs> yes. saying, "Sail this weekend." Yes. So as everyone knows, uh, Coco has a major interest in the costume. Uh, she's got to have her little projects, right? So she is, of course, uh, one of the co-owners of the Spindle Spire Costume Alley. All right. So we cut back. Uh, to the show, you guys are all gathered around Abner's body as he uh, lays sprawled on uh, his very fancy, uh, well-appointed bed in the boudoir. Uh, it is uh, very modern and chic. It's uh, shades of black and white with like a very subtle jungle theme uh, running throughout. And uh, he is just boom, like all spread out as if as if he did that fun thing that you do when you're like, oh, I'm in a hotel and this is a big fluffy bed. <gasps> Flop! It's like that, but he's dead. Well, no wonder this man's dead. He's full of cheese. No, wait, no, that's just that's. <laughs> uh, I think he was just eating cheese. There you go. Bonus roll for Angus. Uh, go ahead and, and do a roll. Okay. Give us a roll. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna search for clues. All right. Oh. Oh, four. That's fantastic. You find nothing. Yay! And he is not full of cheese. Uh, so what do you roll again? Since so you want to use your bonus now, or you want to use it later? Use my bonus now. <laughs> okay. Oh, these dice are awful. Four. Uh, you find nothing. <laughs> Still nothing. You just keep you just keep poking him to see if if he's had any of the cheese that you saw out there tonight. Definitely poking him is going to help at all. I think he's you. definitely dead. We've established yeah, that. Uh, Re Regis is going to look around for like anything missing or out of the ordinary. Maybe looking for like someone stole uh, a, a furniture item for a weapon, something like that. Okay, roll. I'm going to waddle into the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> You, hey. you have to be kidding me. No, it's three plus one. Yeah. Okay, you find nothing. Uh, <laughs> I'm Angus, I'm a you. It's not the big game. I'm gonna look in the bathroom. Okay. Is there a bathroom? There is a bathroom, All right, yes. I'm gonna look in the bathroom. <laughs> Seven. Okay, thank God. Uh, you find something. You see. Uh, oh, I found something in the bathroom. A plastic Halloween pumpkin filled with. These objects which you were about to describe. Oh, uh, but murder mavens, I found a bottle of pills, titled an empty bottle of pills. <laughs> which I think is convenient if you know what I mean. Yeah. Pass those around. Oh, I found a bigger empty bottle of pills, titled an empty bottle of painkillers. I wonder where he keeps his full bottles. <laughs> Not in the pumpkin, that's for sure. The last thing I found was an empty bottle 
of pills. Quite <laughs> <laughs> a lovely green <laughs> in color. So you, you found a bathroom medicine case, is what she says. <laughs> well, if you push it like that, I guess, yes. Why don't you poke him some more? See if he's still there. <laughs> and they were for, they were inside of a of like a trick or treat pumpkin, as if. You know, were they the treats? Were they? Uh, uh, but they were not in the medicine cabinet. They were uh, in a weird. Uh, Why would someone hide their pills inside of an empty pumpkin? I mean, we used to do that in the sixties. Uh, that was wasn't that one of his films? It was uh, yeah, hiding pills and pumpkins. Hiding pills and pumpkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Not one of his better. I saw that as I saw that as a double feature with uh, I'm alone right now, preparing for my speech. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what are what are you gonna do, Mavens? How are you gonna solve this? Uh, can I open the pill bottles? Do they smell like anything? I know. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> uh, have we determined three? They smell like the cotton that comes inside pill bottles. I believe there was cotton in these pills. It may have been medicinal cotton. Yeah, there's no wait. There's no blood, right? There's no blood. No. Hold no. on. You guys said that in the movie there was a, a pills with the inside of a pumpkin. What if the, everything involving his death? Revolves around and it's all of his movies. I'm going to start going to the show, and uh, I'm going to start looking at the movies to see if there's any correlation to what we're seeing. Okay, roll. Okay, I'm going to get a four again. I you better know. not. <laughs> four. Are you kidding me? These are terrible dice. Are you legitimately just poking the wall now? Uh, Miranda and Molly, go ahead and roll. Alright, I would like to Let's check see if you're as cursed. Yeah. I got a six. Oh, I got a nine. <laughs> Good. You guys aren't cursed. So, uh, while Regis is flailing around and uh, digging and trying to find his Oh, I haven't seen this one yet. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be a stack of rejected movie scripts. Yeah. <laughs> Too hot and Halloweeny. I found a steamy love letter. Well, that sounds oh. much more exciting than a terrible screenplay. It says, dearest one, this is a steamy love letter. <laughs> oh, how steamy our love is. Yet, tis unsigned? Question mark, question mark, question mark. That reminds me of his film, Steam, Steam, Steam. <laughs> There's nothing in the pages, Kyle. <laughs> you might recognize them, though. <laughs> All right, so you found stacks and stacks and stacks of uh, rejected movie scripts and a steamy, steamy love letter. There's a note on this that says, the studio says it's too bonkers. <laughs> Which, if you've seen the pumpkin movie, I think the level of two bonkers. It must have been a level above. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about an Amber Vidal film being called Two Bonkers, this one must be really bonkers. Well, it's titled Too Hot and Halloweeny. <laughs> so, <laughs> while you guys are, are looking around, uh, one of you sees that June is sort of peeking in and looking at you. Uh, I'll talk to June. I, I speak the youngins' languages. <laughs> I can talk okay. to her. Okay. June? Oh my god, is it true? Is what true? Is it true? Is what true? Is it true? I'm doing good. <laughs> 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 What Mrs. White said when she was screaming. What did Mrs. White say when she was screaming? That he's dead, that Abner's dead. It's that true, the police yes. are coming. <laughs> well, 
Oh my god, what happened? We were trying to establish that now, now June. Where were you for the last 20 minutes? Um, well, for the last five, I was live tweeting. And it, I am still live tweeting. You don't know what that and word she, is. And she takes a picture of you guys. Click. You have to ask permission. Does anyone please. have the Twitter that they could go and verify if she was actually yes. doing this or not? Let's see your. Can we see I don't your have a phone. For the last five minutes. Um. Yeah. Don't you guys all follow me? No, I don't know how to access Twitter. Also. Oh, I do. I I go <laughs> on Twitter constantly. Just. I'm at June Willow B. The letter B, and then a, a an emoji of B. That's it, the whole thing. I've got a blue wow. check. Very clever. Uh, and I go on her Twitter page. Okay, roll. <laughs> Please, me, good luck. Four. Four. Five. Hey. Hey. Uh, so as you're scrolling through, you see uh, a picture on there of her. It's a selfie. And uh, she seems to be standing in front of a uh, an ice sculpture swan. And you guys didn't see any ice sculpture swans at this party, uh, but you're sure that you have seen them at like all of his other parties. It's like a signature. Everybody loves an ice sculpture swan. It's the last word in class, as we all know. Uh, so he always has them, but not at this party. Although this picture seems to be from this party. She's dressed up. Is she wearing the same thing she's wearing now? Yep. Uh, June doll, uh, wh where did you see this uh, swan sculpture? Because uh, I'm, I'm, I didn't see it out there. Oh, um, that's because it got broke. Um, I was taking pictures in front of the uh, swan. You know, Abner lets me get here before everybody else, so I can really get some like nice candids before uh, everybody else gets here. And um, I was standing are they, are they near. Candids, the if you ice. plan on taking them. <laughs> <laughs> and I broke it. So I don't know what came over me, but I just flew backwards into it, and it broke. Oh, and how did Abner respond to to that? Oh, he wasn't there. He was somewhere else. Was there anyone else in the room with you? Mm -mm, nope, just me. And the ice sculpture. And the ice sculpture. All right. So, what are the rest of you doing? I think. Uh, I think maybe you guys hatch a plan to like yeah. split up into groups and go interrogate people and see what they're up to. Let's, uh, Miranda, let's go check out the bedroom, which I'm, I'm not sure what separates a boudoir and a bedroom okay. conceptually. I think we're in the bedroom. We're in the bed, but no, we're in the boudoir. Oh, 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 there's also a bedroom. A bedroom. I was confused. Every fancy house has both. Yeah, okay. The bedroom's for guests. The the guests. <laughs> yes. You know them better than I do. I, I would be happy to go. Angus, will you escort me to speak I with a... They're going to go look in the bedroom. Angus and Miranda are going to go. I can go with you. Right. We're pretty similar. We're pretty similar. Yes. Yes. So Regis and Molly and Pearl are all going to go interrogate guests while Miranda and Angus... Go scope out the bedroom? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we'll stick uh, right now with Ingus and Veranda as they go into uh, the bedroom, the other bedroom, the guest bedroom. All right. Uh, Please so figure out what the difference between a boudoir and a bedroom is for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, that's Mr. Number One today for me, uh -huh, I'll be honest. Uh -huh. I blame the French. 
so you're looking around. It looks like someone has been staying in here, but you, everything's kind of nondescript, but there's like, you know, stuff here and there. It doesn't look like it's quite as pristine. How about you roll to look right now? <laughs> <and> just... <laughs> All right. I'm just going to look around with my four. How about <laughs> you find nothing? These dice and throw them away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So who who does our other crew want to talk to you uh, first? Well, well, we might as well uh, talk to Marcus Graves. Because his picture's on the screen? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Convenient. You go down and you find him. He's he's pacing around uh, in the uh, Tinseltown room. He's he's sort of pacing around. He's like texting, texting, texting. He seems very agitated. Did he have a business relationship with... Oh, with Veranda. Wait, yes, but I meant with uh, Abby. Oh, I don't know. Hey, Marcus, you seem nervous. <laughs> oh, good. Someone's taking Good open. Yeah. Uh, nervous, of course, I'm nervous, okay? Yes, I've been with Abner for over 20 years, all right? We had things cooking. We had things cooking. He was coming up with ideas all the time, all right? He had a whole bunch of new scripts that he was waiting to hear back on. Uh, he was getting ready for his comeback. And now, now this, I don't know, like, uh, 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 uh. And where were you for the last 15 to 20 minutes or so? Give or take. <laughs> uh, I have I've just been enjoying the party. That's like everybody else. I've been enjoying the party. You know, I didn't get us all dressed up as a vintage baseball guy to not meet some people here. I mean, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Spindle Spire Spay, Spindle Spire skews heavily towards the septuagenarians. There's not a lot of other young hot You say that as if it's a bad thing. I, well, it is what it is, but I was trying to talk to that June chick and see if she'd give me the time of day. She would not! <laughs> and you've proven alibi for where you were in the last 20 minutes. I'm here at the party. Literally everybody is here. I don't know. I don't oh, Marcus, know did you. you happen to hear like the the, the movie titles of the, <laughs> the ones Abner was going to talk to you about, of the scripts? Uh, roll your dice. Uh, six. Six? Six. No, I've never heard of any of them. I don't know any of the titles. He doesn't tell me the titles. You mean to tell me that as his entertainment manager, he's never shared with you the titles of any of his films? Look, I'm gonna be real with you. I've never seen any of his films, okay? Well, that's the most honest thing you've said today, Mr. Greaves. I'm an honest guy. Now listen, you didn't hear it from me, and Regis definitely didn't hear it from me, but I'd be looking hard at uh, Coco, the wife, all right? Because uh, when I went and talked to that chick, June, she definitely seemed to have the hots for Abner. Wait, June had the hots for Abner? That's what I said. What? That's what I said. I said, I'm the only guy under 70 here, and you got the hots for, uh, for our John Waters wannabe? Okay. That's who he looks like. <laughs> oh, that that explains the mustache. That explains the mustache. Yes. Oh. All right. Let's go find Coco. Is there anything else you want to tell us, <laughs> Mr. Greaves? No, solve this, because uh, you know how popular true crime is. I might start a podcast. Uh, so we cut back to the bedroom. Angus and Veranda. What are you guys doing in there? 
Well, uh, we ain't got nothing in here. This is just like his movie, We Ain't Got Nothing in Here. <laughs> <laughs> starting to get weird. Uh, I guess we could go f check out the office, see if we can find Sam. I wonder how he's doing. Yeah, he was supposed to be he going, was going to the going office. To hide and, in the office yeah, and we, didn't, we didn't see him at all. Maybe right. he's hiding under a desk. Maybe he's afraid to come out. Let's check the desk. Let's check the you, desk. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I guess we're heading to the office. So you guys head to the office? Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is where you were when you first, like, called the police. Uh, and so you do notice that Sam uh, is in there, and he's just sitting at the desk, and he is doing some taxes. They're not even his taxes. He just found a whole bunch of Abner's receipts. Oh, come, come for taxes. <laughs> I assume this is some kind of coping mechanism. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Sam, oh, hi. Did you did you happen to see anything? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think I did. I don't think I saw anything. I just oh boy, I'm nervous at parties anyway, and then all of this crazy stuff happens. Uh, no, I, I don't think I saw anything. Go ahead and roll, Miranda, and or Angus, or both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't think I saw anything. Um, but this is just so really weird. Um, when I opened this drawer, I found um all of these pieces of, of glass, and he shows you um all of these broken pieces of what was clearly a, a, an award, like a, a glass uh, beautiful award. You can tell uh, that it was something called uh, a Britty. And it has uh, Abner's name on it. It's been shattered and broken into a bunch of uh, shards. Angus, do you carry glue on your person? Uh, you know, I think there's actually some in uh, that 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 uh, CD player that. Uh, oh no, kidding! <laughs> that thing really yeah. does have. Yeah, it's everything. got this whole compartment in there. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So I'm pulling the glue out of the CD player, which uh, which I have said. Can I, can I? Can I? Can you? Can you carry this in your the, your, your, the bed of your truck, maybe? Because it's heavy. There you go. You know, you picked the best character huh, out of that movie. I got to oh, say. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The most personality um, in that entire film. I guess I'm gonna try to glue it back together, and uh, I bet I need to make a roll for that, don't I? Yep. Sure do. Okay. Come on, higher than a four. <laughs> you don't have any glue. Why would he give me an empty bottle of super glue? Um. Okay. So we are now cutting to our second commercial of uh, of the episode. This is a commercial for the Britty Awards, British's most uh, British's <laughs> Britain's most British award ceremony, where they give out awards just for how British you can be. Uh, this is the commercial. Go! Hello, I'm Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> clap, clap, governor. It's me, Tom Smith. Welcome to the Britties. Are you ready to see British's most exciting Britishness? I'm trying to not make any expression at all through the entire <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> it doesn't get much Britishier than that. <laughs> Sunday, 7 p.m. After tea. And I'm Dame Judy Dench, and I'm also here. <laughs> All right, that's the commercial for the Pretty Awards. Uh, so, you have 15 minutes to go in real time before you have to start theorizing and solving this mystery. Good thing we found so many clues, you guys. <laughs> 
so our three mavens who are uh, milling about the party, are you sticking together? Are you? I actually uh, got lost. I was very distracted by just everything that Abner has in his mansion. So I'm lost wandering down the halls. Um, oh, oh boy, I really stumbled into the danger zone. I, I trip over my tail and I stumble forward. Ah, somebody help me! Okay, perfection. Uh, so uh, somebody does help you. Uh, somebody was uh, was in this room with the door closed. Um, who is it? Um, it is. Uh, trying to think. Uh, it it's Coco. Is, uh, Coco, yes, Coco. <laughs> And she's like, oh, my stars, you poor darling, what happened? Oh, well, I just, uh, I tripped over my own tail. I've lost Pearl and Molly. Uh, I'm all very frightened now. Oh, goodness. Well, I, I just came in here to get away from it all. It's all just so overwhelming. Oh, to think my poor sweet baby Abner just on the verge of a comeback and now this. Yes, it's it's a huge travesty. Uh, by the way, where I hate to, I, you know, it's kind of rude of me to ask, but where were you 15, 20 minutes ago? Oh, well, 15 or 20 minutes ago, my whole world was an oyster that was just <laughs> opening in front of me, and, and I was just lost in a sea of possibilities of what might be to come. Uh, go ahead and roll, and you get a bonus, too, so if you roll low, you can roll again. Awesome. Uh, seven. Okay. If you said four, I was... <laughs> <laughs> I know. I put a spell on them. Um, so she'll say, oh, I was just, you know, here looking through all these old pictures of us. Um, you know, uh, I just, whenever I feel lost, I look to the past. And she hands you uh, a stack of old old Hollywood photos and snapshots in a, in a very um, a loose sort of stack. These are the pictures that didn't make it into the wall. These are the pictures that didn't make it into the album. Uh, and there, as, she's, as you're shuffling through, there's someone who looks very familiar to you. Someone who looks like an older version of somebody you've met tonight. Uh, you can't quite put your finger on it, but you're, you're sort of seeing a woman in the pictures who's not Coco. You can always tell Coco, uh, but she looks vaguely similar to someone that you've met at the party. And they look older? It, yeah, it's clearly an older version of that. Hey, uh, who, who is this in the photo next to the two of you? Oh, I never can tell. I can't keep track of any of Abner's friends. I'm just happy to be invited to the party. And, you know, um, I don't know anybody's... I don't remember anybody's name. I really should go. Um, you hang on to those, though, just in case you need them. <laughs> okay, thanks, Coco. Have a wonderful night. <laughs> uh, roll again. Uh, nine. Okay. So you can definitely tell that it looks like maybe this could be like the parent of somebody or the grandparent of somebody that you met at the party. But it's just it, you you'd sort of have to like have the picture and look at the person and be in order to to tell that this uh, older uh, dressed up person could be their their ancestor. It's oh, definitely yeah. someone you met at the party. Uh, I'm going to go and search for uh, Molly and, and Pearl again. <laughs> 
And what are Marley and Pearl up to? I think uh, Elena Visage has uh, cornered us uh, and is uh, monologuing. Uh, we can't seem to get away. You have to tell me everything you know. All right, we're going to do the dramatization of this in the club. All right, so what do you know that I don't know? Not today, Mr. Mayor! <laughs> <laughs> was a line from my favorite movie. <laughs> 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 well, what I'd like to know is why it was that you knew that this party was going to become a disaster. I only hoped, dear. I didn't know. Oh. Go ahead oh. and roll. Nine. Nine? Okay, but I do want to share with you something I found when I came in. It's, it's candy that's been tampered with. <laughs> it's obviously been tampered with. Why, it's so obvious that it's been tampered with. It doesn't, definitely doesn't smell like cotton. So, <laughs> not that, whatever that was. I think this candy's been tampered with. What, can, I, can we tell about how it's been tampered with? Uh, well, it's so it's bags of uh, Halloween M and M's. You can tell that like the packages have been like ripped open and like hastily resealed. And if, when you shake them into your hand, you can tell that like some of them are pills. They're not. Uh, they're not M and M's. So somebody was like mixing pills in with the candy. Um, uh, and then hastily trying to reseal the box. Abner could have by accident eaten M&M candy pills? You think he, you think he, that he died from an overdose of M&Ms? He m and m and m and m and m and m and that's what happens. That's what happens. Right. No, I'm just telling you that that's what happens. Oh. If you eat too many M&Ms, like in his film, no more M&M's, mother! <laughs> I'm very impressed with your knowledge of his filmography. I've seen all of his films, I have to be honest. So what are Angus and Brandon doing? Okay, I'm, I want to get out my book that I brought with me uh, that Molly so thoughtfully gave me my annotated maps of Grindlewood Bay, and I'm going to see if there is or a spindle spire spay. And, and I'm going to see if there's anything for this house and see if there are any, like, architectural changes, secret rooms, that kind of... Ooh, okay. And I'm going to not roll a... Well, I rolled a four, Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You can't even find this house in that book of maps. You can't even find it. But uh, inspired by your ideas, Angus still with you? Uh, yeah, I'm probably actually shouting down the hallway. Pearl, you okay? You sound like having a stroke down there. <laughs> I believe that we found the murder weapons! Oh, that's great news! Uh, yeah, so how's the house going? Uh, I can't even find it in this book. Are you, you're gonna have me roll, aren't you? Yep. <laughs> you gotta break the curse sometime. Sure, with a six. I got a six. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, you, you don't know. You can't. Uh, you can't. I mean, it's, it's a house. I, I don't. Uh, Architecture is uh, not. What really is Regis doing? Uh, Regis has um, rejoined Pearl and Molly at this point. Uh, hey, you guys found ooh candies. Don't eat that. Don't eat that. It's been tampered with. Oh wow. Okay. It's been tampered with. Unless you want to M and 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 M. Oh, it's no, no, it's spreading. Y'all okay down there? I'm starting to get concerned. Seriously. 
Are you guys coming to join them? I, I, I think guess, we better. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What did you uh, find, Regis? Uh, Pictures. Back to the office? Where do we want to reconvene? Well, we haven't Three. gone to that. Uh, okay, nothing happens as you We want. haven't searched okay. the Tinsel Tavern at all. Oh, okay. Uh, Mrs. White comes running in, and she, she's out of breath, tells you that the, the police should be here any minute. Oh, no. They're reaching the end of their time, and so she's going to start gathering everybody into the Tinseltown room. Preferably if you can line them up like the usual suspects. That'd be great. <laughs> By height? By height, sure. Yep. Uh, so she's going to leave you guys uh, in, uh, in the office for just a few minutes to try and, and sort of get your thoughts together. Um, and while you go in there, you're going to share all the knowledge of everything that you found. Uh, but Veranda tells you that she had this idea that maybe there's secret panels and stuff uh, in the room. So you all start sort of just randomly for fun tapping around uh, and you all roll the dice. I guess you can poke it till it wakes up magic power. <laughs> nice. Okay, what'd y'all get? I rolled a five. Seven. Eleven. Eight. Nine. Oh, so this time you all buy. Okay, so uh, as you're tapping and tapping, uh, one of the walls does sort of pop open. It pops open just a little bit. uh, And inside, you find a costume. Uh, This is a... um, Did you say I opened the door and saw someone with a weird man? What's that? Did you say I opened the door and saw someone with a weird man? You saw You see a weird mask. But it's not a someone, it's just a weird mask. Um, so then you got a bonus, and someone else had a bonus they didn't use, right? I haven't used mine yet. Okay. Um, uh, you see in their costume with the mask, uh, this is a, a, a glamorous gown uh, with a uh, Marilyn Monroe mask. Which was... Someone was dressed up like Marilyn Monroe. Who was yeah, that? right? Mm-hmm. All right. So now you have to share with each other everything that you've learned, all the clues that you have found, uh, and try to uh, determine who you're going to accuse once Sheriff Dalrymple gets here and uh, wants to know what happened. All right, so I just want to let you know, I found these old Hollywood photos that Coco gave me. Um, This uh, woman looks familiar. I I don't know who it could be, though, but they're in a lot of their pictures. Uh, We we found... Do you recognize this woman in any better shape or way? Maybe. <laughs> as, a, as, an, as an aficionado of, of all of the Vidal works, the works of Vidal, I would like to take a look, a closer look at that picture. Okay. Six. You can't tell. Can I use my bonus rock? <laughs> well, keep theorizing and come back to it. What, what else do we find? I see uh, Dalrymple's leaving the donut store. Um, <laughs> Oh, uh, we've got the steamy love letter. Steamy love letter. We found the, the, the we found candy that had been uh, tampered with. That would explain the empty yeah. bottles. Yeah. Well, there's no pill bottles. I found several handfuls of glass that um, may have been an award. A gritty. Oh. Mm. That must be. Where's he supposed to be on later this week? <laughs> he won the Britty for I'll break your Britty. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I don't was, know why that's It was funny. Our, a solid three and a half star movie. Yeah. <laughs> and we have the stack of rejected movie scripts, which uh, it seems that his manager didn't know about. 
Uh, and you've also uh, got evidence that there was a uh, swan sculpture that was broken. I got nothing. <laughs> well, hold on. Does okay. the like handwriting? Does it seem like cursive and trendy and anything of that sort? I don't know what Let trendy handwriting would look like. No. <laughs> you were trying to blame the millennial for this. I'm sure she would have just sent a text. My goodness, it's a nice steamy. Here's one. This is a steamy love letter. Oh, how steamy. Okay, go ahead and do your second roll, Dory. Okay, proportionally it's unsighted. <laughs> I rolled a seven. Okay. Slightly better than ever. Try to help you guys. Uh, so it, it seems like the person in the picture uh, looks like they could be uh, an older version, maybe, of like June Willoughby. Like, could this be June Willoughby's mom? Could this be June Willoughby's grandma? That was my guess. So, wh how? So, put all the pieces together, and and who do you think could have a reason to want to kill? Abner Vidal. Could it, it be like you're, you, you've got the bigger things of a theory. Manager, so what do you, what are you think of her? My theory is that June has killed Abner to get back at Marcus Greaves. <laughs> that would explain the bad scripts. That's right. Because Marcus uh, actually lied and did see them, which. My theory is that Marcus was coming on way too strong to June. Right. That was that's much better. So June killed Abner? June killed Abner at the same time that she realized that Abner dated her mother. Okay. Oh, maybe she went to like complain to Abner about the conduct of the guest at his party oh. and then discovered that, yeah, something, something about her. That's right. Grandma. So here's how your theorizing works, okay? You get to create the possible right answer, okay? Uh, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight clues. You get to roll to determine whether or not the person you accuse is actually the murderer. Okay, so now, you get to add one point to your roll for each piece of evidence you include in your theory. So if you theorize uh, that Coco did it uh, out of jealousy, but you can't explain the pills or the empty pill bottles, then you don't get to count them. If you uh, accuse Coco and you count both the tampered candy and the empty pill bottles, then you get to add one, two to your roll. So you have a shattered Britty Award, a plastic pumpkin filled with half-empty pill bottles of painkillers, stacks and stacks of rejected movie scripts, candy that has been tampered with, a steamy love letter unsigned, pictures of the past, and a duplicate costume hastily hidden. Okay, 
Is, if it's okay with you, I'm going to say what I think it is. All right. Oh, okay. we all said that you were the spokesman. Just sign me in the car. All right. Just sign me in the car. So I think with the steamy love letter and the costume in the closet, we can kind of gather that maybe June and Abner had an affair. Coco was upset, uh, right? And I, I, I guess Marilyn Monroe's Abner's uh, preference. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> oh. might have been June's preference. Let's not draw <laughs> too hasty connections. So, warm in here. So, Marcus found out, and Marcus wanted to be with June. Uh, plus, he was upset that he, he never got the scripts. <laughs> So he used the pills to tamper with the candy because M&M's is Abner's favorite candy. Um, what clue am I missing? The ice sculpture. The ice sculpture. Marcus is a manager. He has to go get things for Abner. So he had to go get the ice sculpture. He had to get Abner alone. So he pushed the sculpture down, or rather pushed June down to cause a distraction. So, <laughs> then put on the costume. <laughs> costume. I love this thing. I don't know. I. All right. So you're accusing Marcus? That's my theory. You're, oh, you're going with Marcus. I'm good with Marcus. Yeah, Marcus found out he wants to be June. So out of jealousy, he killed Abner. What a twist! What a twist! What a twist. Yeah. I love it. What about we the British? The, the British. Um, the British. Was <laughs> they got into an argument? So Marcus, in anger, threw down the Britty, which caused Abner to say, "I'm better in bed with June." Very destructive man, this Marcus. Yes, yes, Marcus. I knew he liked to peel his lettuce. I didn't know he was so violent. Yeah, I think he's violent. He's not chill at all. Very nervous I guy. I mean, if you were the youngest person in the octogenarian town. <laughs> Yeah. We'd be upset to. May I make an alternate? Sure, <laughs> please do. Please do. Offer an alternate? I just. I, 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 is, okay. that, is that a possibility? No, go for it. No, please do. Please do. So. <laughs> so, we know that. June was here early. We're not sure exactly why. But if she let's let's say perhaps she was here. She was uh, setting up her her uh, selfies. Uh, uh, knocked over the the ice sculpture, uh, and then uh, perhaps then Abner uh, let her to, to recover, or maybe she was soaked from the ice and, and things. Uh, brought it, and she discovered the letter, and recognized her own mother's handwriting. And she realized that she and that Abner and her mother were involved. Possibly he might have been her father. Uh, she, uh, I'm not sure exactly how, but uh, that there was a relationship. <laughs> and she, uh, and then found the photographs. Uh, and found her mother was in the photograph, uh, so establishing a connection between the two of them. Uh, and so, in a in a rage, she accused him of something, uh, grabs the award and shattered it uh, in in a fight, and went away. Uh, and then uh, made a plan to take revenge on this man who had done something terrible to her mother, and found the pill bottles. And Abner's favorite candy, M and M's, as well established. Mm -hmm. That is yes. his favorite candy. Favorite candy, Cannon. Um, uh, and and set up and, and I so I think that it is uh, June who actually is the one that is and that I and sense. I cannot connect Marilyn Monroe at all. <laughs> so 
If you can, if you I can. I have a third theory. <laughs> Are you ready? It's like the, it's like I the found food. it very strange that Marcus and June both told us how they were not into each other. I have a theory that they were working together. June did know that it was her mother that Abner had had an affair with. And Marcus did know that his scripts had been rejected, but Abner lied to him. So they worked together to cause a distraction using the ice sculpture mm. and the broken not pretty award. <laughs> so the, the only piece that's missing is the costume. Well, Marcus had the costume on uh-huh. as he climbed into Abner's bathroom to replace the pills with his favorite candy. And as he hastily ran away, he knocked over the pretty award and hid in the closet to put the costume on. <laughs> All while June was down talking to us. <laughs> that's my theory. Pearl, I like your theory because it would let us put two people in jail and that's more than one. <laughs> <laughs> so in your theory, June put the pills in the candy. That's right. But Marcus killed him? Marcus put the pills in the candy while June was pretending to have an alibi. <laughs> so who killed him? Marcus did it. They did it together. Huh. I just think that. <laughs> I, think, I think maybe Molly has some thoughts on logistics. Uh, 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 am I the only one who's having trouble following this? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm confused too. Let's go with yours. Let's, let's go with yours. <laughs> well, we're all agreeing that June is somehow Yeah, June is somehow involved. So, uh, the June theory includes everything except the stacks of movie scripts and the duplicate costume. Uh, the Marcus June theory actually explains all of the clues if they're in it together. I better get a big, good roll. <laughs> Which one do you want to go with? All right, so one, one more. We get one more, one more plus if we if we go with the June and Marcus theory. Uh, as everyone is gathered into the Tinseltown room, uh, Sheriff Dalrymple and Deputy Dwyer finally arrive. Uh, and you guys come in, everybody is in there, they're all murmuring among themselves, what's going on here, what's the meaning of all this? And Sheriff Dalrymple uh, says, All right now, Murder Mavens, I hear you might have a solution for us. Oh, we do. And we turn the floor to Regis, our <laughs> spokesperson, <laughs> and I hand him my 1979 can of beans and say, you may now hold the talking beans. <laughs> All right, that means you guys get a bonus roll. So, uh, tell us your whole theory. <laughs> accused or accused? I hope you were listening. <laughs> Why is I'm so confused? <laughs> Accuse someone and then roll. Okay. <laughs> so, hear me out, Sheriff. This is a little bit confusing, even more confusing for you. So just... I haven't been here the whole time. Right. Okay. So, we think it's both June and Marcus involved. Uh, and it's, um, again... Uh, the murder weapon, we'll start there. The murder weapon is Abner's favorite candy, M&M's, um, with the empty 
pill bottles. The pills got smushed in with the M&Ms. Um, the ice sculpture was used as a distraction. Um, there was a heated argument between uh, June and uh, Abner because June found out that uh, her mother and Abner had an affair with the letter. Um, and Marcus was angry at Abner for the scripts, not getting the scripts back and, and costing his business and time. Uh, and what um, so the photos are proof that uh, this is June's mom. Uh, <laughs> and like the costume. And the costume, which we all know what the costume was used for. <laughs> the costume. Just tell him. While June was talking to us, Marcus did the deed. And the costume was a gift for June because June is uh, once they had the, once they got away with the murder, Marcus was going to give her the costume because Marilyn Monroe's trendy and she's Marilyn Monroe vintage. And they were going to get married. And they're going to get married. Okay, roll. Both of them. Are, are we all rolling or just you? Just me. You're the spokesperson. We set it up at the beginning. <laughs> no, we got to check off the spokesperson. Nine. Okay, roll again. Okay. Just in case. Uh, six. Okay, we'll go with the nine. Okay. Um, so, uh, they both stand up, and June says, Oh, oh my god, you totally got it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so seen. Like, for the first time in a million years, yes, I kept trying to tell him that he was definitely my father, right? But he just, like, would not believe me. So I turned to the only other hot person here to help me. That seems, that seems uncool. <laughs> and Marcus is like, ugh. All right, yes, all the scripts were getting rejected, so I figured a little family scandal is the thing that would really get us back on the map, okay? If he had claimed June as his daughter, we win because they had to have this whole thing and she could star in his next movie, and if he rejected her, then we could have this whole thing where she's fighting back for his approval, and all of these garbage movies that he keeps sending, we'd be done with them. We'd finally be able to do what I've always wanted to do, a limited Netflix series documentary. Ugh. That was much better than answer than even we Yeah. <laughs> Take us away, Sheriff. We Marcus, give up. No offense that you're fired. <laughs> Sorry. Darn. All right. I thought that show, I thought our show, what we were making together, really I had know, legs. I thought it was going to be good, but you're going to be in prison. It's true. <laughs> it's true. And uh, Sheriff Dalrymple uh, is like, well, Murder Mavens, you've done it again. And just in time for the end of the episode. Congratulations. Uh, that's the end of the Murder She would have gotten you away with it, it too if the young yeah. ones weren't addicted to the gram. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, everybody, for uh, coming today. Thank you so much for everybody for listening. Uh, please join us next week for a Scooby Doo inspired mystery 
The I can never remember the three words. Spooky Teen Squad. Spooky Teen Squad. Uh, and then we will have uh, uh, the Murder Mavens of Spindlespire back again next month. And thank you guys all uh, very specifically for coming for our first ep- episode. Um, uh, we are, of course, like still uh, working out exactly how uh, everything is, is going to go. Um, so this is our, our first one. We thank you so much. Uh, let's have a nice round of applause for our cast. We've got Chris as Angus. Jenny as Miranda. David as Regis, Kyle as Molly, Dorian as Pearl, uh, and I am your game boss, Chrissy! And there's going to be a new theme song every time, so you don't want one to miss up.